0: Our text is Galatians 2, verse 20. I have been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. After the sermon, let's sing together hymn 79, stanzas 1 through 5 beloved congregation of our Lord Jesus Christ. Back in the late 60s in the Bronx, New York City, it's a very different time than what you'll find today. It was a time of incredible violence in that area. There was a teenager, lived in an apartment block with a single mother, and every time he, he left his home, he entered a world of unbelievable violence. Rape. Beatings, drunkenness, murder. He actually killed several people. A street preacher showed up, and uh, first of all, terribly mocked by all these young hoodlums. But this young man started to listen, and he went away to, to Bible camp, and by the grace of God, he came to faith. His life was changed. Later on, he had to go back to the Bronx because his mom lived there. His single mom lived there. He wanted to visit her. He's walking down the sidewalk, and his gang sees him. And they go, Frank, it's good to see you again. Come hang with us. And he ignored him, just kept on walking by. And they thought, he didn't recognize us. They said, Frank, it's us, your old buddies. He goes, I know, he says. But I'm not the old guy anymore. I'm not the man I was. That person is dead. What you see now is a completely different person. Now, you would call that an extreme makeover. Could be, though, that in your own life, you, you say, you know, I, I could use that. I could use an extreme makeover of the kind of person I am. may very well be that... that, that We sitting here this morning, we have our our secrets, our addiction, our temptation, our broken relationships that we're not willing to heal, but we know deep down we want to change. We want to be the kind of person that God wants us to be. We try hard, we look at those commandments, we don't even get close we're dying for a change but we can't change well there's a secret brothers and sisters if you're if you're dying for a change that's what you got to do you got to die the only way to change is to die so that the person you used to be is dead and gone and you can say like frank in the bronx i'm not that guy anymore i'm somebody new i'm a different man woman boy or girl we're going to look at that this morning in Galatians 2, verse 20, where we summarize our text in this way, dying for a new beginning. And we'll look at crucified with Christ and live by faith in Christ. Now this is a shortened sermon this morning, so I can't go into all the details, but we'd like to point out that verse 20, you have to read it in its context, beginning at least at verse 15. What is Paul saying here? In a nutshell, he says, you know that you are not saved through personal works, through obedience. You are not saved through the law. You're saved only in the blood of Jesus Christ and believing in him. But then he continues and he says, also your new life of sanctification does not come about by the law and obeying it. If that's what you think, you're a lawbreaker. Now, that, that may sound a little confusing to us at, at first because even in our Heidelberg Catechism, the third section where we talk about obedience, we've got the Ten Commandments, we've got the law as a guideline for holiness, living in sanctification before God. But Paul is not talking about that. I'd like to really clarify this, brothers and sisters. In Galatia, you had two kinds of Christians. You had the Jews who became Christians and the Gentiles who became Christians. But the Gentiles brought a lot of baggage. They had lived incredibly immoral lives. And now they were Christians. They were believers, but they were still struggling with old sinful habits. And then the Jews, the Jewish Christians, said, "Okay, this is what you need: is the law. You take the law, not just the Ten Commandments, but law of clean and unclean circumcision and so on. If you follow the law, you will have a structured, peaceable life." This is where Paul weeps. This is where Paul cries out, "You are a lawbreaker." The law was never intended to be something that you could use now to change your life around. And Paul will point that out in the next chapters in in Galatians. that, That the law was designed to come to an end and a fulfillment in Jesus Christ. What Paul is saying here is the only way that you can change to have a peaceable, structured, holy life is in Jesus Christ. He is our power, not just for the forgiveness of sins, our justification. He's also the power that causes life to change so that we die with him to sin and rise to a new obedience. And in that, of course, the Ten Commandments can be used, but only in Christ. Only through his power and his presence in you. Paul says... In the first half of our text, I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. Now the crucifixion is the most horrible thing that any human being has ever experienced in this world. When our Lord Jesus Christ hung on the cross, never mind the nails or the thorns or the spit, but I was standing before an angry God who condemned him who threw him to the open doors of hell for the sins that he bore and he died for that. Now Paul says you need to be crucified with Jesus Christ. Now, he's not he's not saying literally you don't have to hang there with nails in your hands and feet. But it's not just a metaphor either. It's not just a symbolic thing. You need to go to Jesus Christ in faith stand before him at the cross of Golgotha and say, my sweet Lord, you're hanging there for me. Those are my sins that you're bearing. It's my condemnation. It's my hell. And if you could, to stand up on your tippy toes and to kiss that bloody, tearful face and say, you are my Lord, my God, and you died for me. And to embrace him and to experience it in a real way. With Jesus Christ to know that sins are paid for so that you die with Him to sin and rise up to a new obedience. To be crucified with Jesus Christ is to genuinely receive and experience Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior in our life, working through His Spirit, that we grieve over the sins we once committed. It hurts like anything to live in a broken relationship or to have an addiction or to live an empty, meaningless life. Not not with Jesus Christ in me. Paul says, I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. It's like Frank in the Bronx who says, I'm not that guy anymore. I have a new identity. Jesus lives in me today And forever. It's who I am. And of course, our Lord Jesus Christ was raised from the dead, ascended to heaven. He runs the whole world, He is the powerhouse of the entire universe, and He has come to dwell in me. Almighty God, King of kings and Lord of lords, is in me, and I am in Him. Of course, Paul will go on to explain, particularly in Galatians 5, that the way Christ comes to us and in us is through the Holy Spirit. We keep in step with the Holy Spirit. We walk with the Spirit, bear the fruit of the Spirit, which is joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, self-control, and and so on. But the Holy Spirit brings Jesus Christ to us in an intimate way. I know Him. I, I know Jesus Better than I know my own father and my own brother and my best friend. I have intimacy, relationship with him every day. We talk together. We walk together. He's my constant guide by his word and by his spirit. And He's the one who transforms my life. Who guides me to uh, living in love and peace and gentleness with all who are around me. You might think, you know, that first half of verse 20 says it all. Why would you add the second half? But the danger, of course, is that somebody might say, well, if it's all grace, what do I have to do? And that's at least part of the reason that the second half of our text adds, the life I live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Do you know, did you notice how intensely personal Paul becomes? Even before our text, he stops saying we and, and you. He just goes, I and me. The life I live in the body. I live by faith who loved me and gave himself for me. Paul stands in awe that even for a wretch like him, Jesus died and came to him to be the power in his life, to be a new man who lives to the praise and the glory of God. It's also striking that he doesn't say Jesus lives in me, but the son of God. That's the awesome thing, brothers and sisters. God so loved the world, he gave his only son to die for me. Who, Who died for me? It wasn't a Galilean fisherman or a carpenter. God died for me. God shed his blood for me, That's what Paul said to the elders in Ephesus in Acts 20, verse 28. Take care of the church which God bought with his own blood. This truth has become the source of many inspirational hymns. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. Or died he for me who caused his pain. For me who him to death pursued. Amazing love, how can it be that thou, my God, shouldst die for me? Amazing love, how can it be that thou, my God, shouldst die for me? It is that truth to know what Jesus, Son of God, has done for us. That now Paul says, I, the life I live in the body, that means in the here and now world, I live by faith in the Son of God. I live by faith. I live because of my intimate relationship with my Lord and my Savior. Indeed, now as we come to the end of our sermon, perhaps one more example just to try to make really sure and really clear that we all understand what Paul is saying. talked earlier about we we may have things in our lives, our our secret or not-so-secret struggles with a particular sin in our life. Every night we go to bed, we feel a, a mess because of the way we behave that day. And so tomorrow it's going to be better, but tomorrow is never better. Or you can make a resolution and say, I got the Ten Commandments. I believe in Jesus. I'm going to take the commandments and I'm going to overcome sin in my life. You haven't got a chance. You're not going to do it. You have no more chance of doing that than a snowball surviving in last week's heat on your driveway. You'll melt. The only way that you can change is in Jesus Christ. And you draw near to Him and pray, prayer, and say, My God, who died for me, help me. Work with me with your power, with your word, and your spirit to overcome sin and temptation in my life. And then you can do it, brothers and sisters, because you didn't do it in your own strength, you didn't do it by the law. You did it by your Lord Jesus Christ. And as we now go to the Lord's table this morning, let's be really, really clear in our minds, brothers and sisters. And I think here we're at a threshold of true Christian understanding and identity. It's not just about the theology you know or how often you sit in church. It's do you really know that Jesus died for you so that he now lives in you. And you live because of him. You live with him. He's, he's in you. You are in him. And it's that that changes your life. Amen.